Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, and we have a big, a big Love Day celebration today, Toasty. Happy, happy Love Day. Love Day? Well, it's Valentine's this- Day. It's the day of love. It's the day, okay. it's the day when you're, well, it's the day before Valentine's Day when we're recording this, but it's the day that, you know, your wife buys you flowers, like uh, right there next to you. Oh, she totally bought those on Saturday, but yeah. But for Love Day or just, just cause? It was, yeah, it was for the occasion. Yeah. For Love Day. Yeah. And because yeah. it's Love Day coming up, uh, what are we talking about today? The most loving of all monsters? Yes. Nice. We're nice. going to talk you about. Succubi. Succu, succubuses. I is think it, it's succubi. Is it succubi? succubi? Is it like Latin where you go to go to the eye? Yes. So. Yes, it is. Actually. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> All it, right. It, it's like, I think it stands for to lie beneath. Oh. It comes from that like Latin root or something. That is like the, the actual word. The first, like the first instance of the word was Latin. So yeah, well, we're going to get into all that because we're, we're going to cover the, like the real world inspiration for the monster and all that kind of stuff. Like we normally do on the second half, but first we got to talk about how succubi show up in games and what's mm-hmm. going on with that. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. the, and the other stories, if you know, wherever they show up basically. So where do we start? So a succubus, uh, female or incubus male, uh, which they don't really show up, but that is just like the counterpart to it, at least in The Witcher, um, sometimes considered a demon, uh, look like a highly attractive human being seducing a real humans, first appearing in dreams from time to time, then physically, and is interested, or at least succubus, are only interested in men that have already come of age. So not boys. They're, they're not creepers. Yes. I mean, they're creepy. It. They're creepy, but they're not creepers. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, that would be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, neither succubi nor incubi are particularly violent, though they draw energy from the men and women, from men and women to sustain themselves, often until the point of exhaustion or death of the victim. Right. They just kind of keep on keep on taking Mm-hmm. Um, particularly in The Witcher, they have a similar appearance to uh, the fauns or satyrs of like Greek Roman mythology, um, but are actually more closely related to fiends and shorts, despite yeah. their relative nonviolent stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the horns and the uh, like the, the weird legs, right? Mm-hmm. They the have games. like, yeah, they have like goat legs with like cloven hooves and stuff. So. Right, right. <clears throat> Yeah. So in, in some in some stories, in some fantasies, they're very human looking. They're almost like more demon slash human. And these they're more like the satyr slash human kind of look. Yeah, that's yeah. I generally like, yeah, they have like the satyr. I mean, the stuff that we see, at least modern, I mean, Mr. Tumnus from like Narnia, mm-hmm. um, other franchises that show like satyrs or fawns, whichever right you know right they prefer to go with definitely definitely not as human as we generally see them in other represent like other media right so um but uh even even on that point um they are quite an interesting monster in the franchise um because i was thinking about it um and of course i'd have to do 
extensive research to figure out the exact like uh, statistics on this. Um, but uh, I would say probably throughout the three Witcher games, you'd probably fight or kill at least one of every monster represented, right? Like one of think? every mainline monster as a main, but not like yeah. Skullapendromorphs and like, well, you fight those in the Witcher one, I believe. Right. So oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, there's some in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, but so there's kind of like, yeah, hmm. like each monster that you see like that, that are pretty well known, you're going to fight one, maybe more of them and kill them usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, what'd you think if I, I, if I told you that, um, succubus you can play through every witcher game and not have to kill any hmm. i mean that tracks i feel like that that makes sense with my experience of the games um because mm-hmm. a lot of them are you know tied up with quest lines or in some cases they seem just like other characters you come across but aren't necessarily a villain or or something that's you know tormenting a village or something and mm-hmm. you have to go hunt them down um, but you can like you can specifically fight the ones you've run across in uh the witcher 3 mm-hmm. but you don't have to and i feel like probably most people don't right uh, so they're kind of on par with trolls mm-hmm. in the way the series represents them as being these intelligent more person-like monsters who you can reason with and talk to and and whatever yeah yeah, right. but even then, like sometimes the trolls you run into, you definitely you have to fight a couple of them. Like there's, I think there's there's like static trolls yeah. um, that you have to fight. But you don't run into anything like that with with uh, succubus. Yeah, that's interesting. Succubi. All right. <clears throat> so well, let's let's dive into the Witcher one. Where do we see them in the Witcher one? Uh, so they are present, though um, I believe you don't ever actually encounter the succubus. Um, you come across a quest um, near the. Uh, the village of murky waters um it's a good village name couple- <laughs> huh? this place sucks let's do with the village of murky waters murky waters <laughs> yep it's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty drab village um and basically uh you hear about a succubus uh seducing the local blacksmith um and you get hired by the wife um, and you can either <laughs> mm-hmm. help the wife get rid of the demoness by creating an amulet which will repel her permanently or alternatively you can help the blacksmith um gather ingredients for a sleeping spell uh that would temporarily put the succubus to sleep until his wife calms down okay and then he would wake her up to resume his affair because he's having an affair with the succubus right thinks there's nothing wrong with a little bit of a fling a little bit of fling, <laughs> especially with a monster woman who sucks your life out of you okay mm-hmm. yep yep um i don't believe you ever actually run into them but it is uh they are present and causing you know chaos mm-hmm. you know uh messing with the 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 blacksmith couple there <clears throat> okay so what about the witcher 2 um, so the only succubus in the Witcher 2 shows up uh, in the with flickering heart quest. Um, there's a journal entry for the quest that kind of gives the rundown on how it goes. Um, so the torched village near Vergin proved to be the home of a real succubus. This beautiful creature possessing hooves instead of feet drew handsome young men to it in order to seduce them and feed on their life forces. The seductress was accused of brutally murdering many young men and the accusations seemed to be solid. 
For you must know that the unpleasant scent of sulfur is not the sole inconvenience one must endure when encountering succubi, which can be as dangerous as vampires. Right, because they suck your life out of you just in a kind mm-hmm. of different way, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, if Geralt chooses to side with Elias um, during chapter two, this is the person who wants to take down the succubus, um, Geralt investigated the murders and concluded that the succubus was indeed guilty of the murders of which it had it was accused. The Witcher had no choice but to slay the dangerous, though intensely beautiful creature. Okay. But we uh, get other options, like usual, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so if you choose to side with the succubus, uh, Geralt's investigated the murders thoroughly. He concluded that the succubus was innocent and that it was being framed by a jealous lover. The hmm. Witcher cleared the seductress of the charges, and she proceeded to thank him for it in her customary, beautiful manner. <laughs> what does that mean, Toasty? Is <laughs> he has sex with the succubus? <laughs> oh yeah, you okay. expect Gerald right. fucks everything. <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, j- j- typical fashion, which is kind of a thing that the game actually uses, mm-hmm. is you know, kind of like using sex as a way to leverage someone into doing things a certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see that a lot in the Witcher three, you know, you, you know, how many, uh, the, the couple succubus that we see in there that you are really like, no, they're probably fine because, you know, it's a beautiful woman or we, you know, hell Kira Metz, uh, seducing <laughs> you and you like being That's all right, true. because you know, that was an option. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Kira Metz. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so that's that's The Witcher 2. Now, The Witcher 3, what else do we mm-hmm. know about that? Uh, so, uh, we, have a, we have a bestiary entry, uh, the only bestiary entry we have over them. Um, so, um, I don't know if you want to read this one. You tend to like to read these quotes. Uh, well, the quote says, again, good grief, woman, I'm spent. <laughs> Lester of Smalton to a succubus a few days before taking a vow of celibacy. <laughs> um so uh unlike other monsters succubi and minads feel no desire to kill do not crave human blood and usually do not in fact mean any harm at all they are motivated by one thing and one thing only an insatiable lust Mm. they try in vain to slake this by engaging in sexual acts with any other humanoid species they encounter while it must be admitted that their victims rarely put up much resistance, this does not mean succubi and menads do not present any danger. Their never-ending advances, though pleasurable at first, have pushed more than one man to madness or even death. Succubi and menads usually can be found near human settlement, including small villages and populous cities. They prowl at night, though when stricken by serious need, they will leave their lairs during the day as well. They shower their affections on men as well as women, the young as well as old, the ugly as well as beautiful. Some of them are particularly fond of pastors and other holy men whose seduction they treat as a sort of game. It's kind of more of a, I don't know, probably entertaining for them. It's more of like a, you know, like, ah, let's see if I can get the holy guy. Those yeah. succubi are peaceful of our nature. When forced to fight, they will defend themselves fiercely. One should thus not be fooled by their fair appearance. Under the velvety skin of their arms lie muscles of iron, and a blow delivered by their rear goat leg, goat-like legs or the thick horns on their head can easily easily crush bone. Right. So don't let their pretty-looking exterior fool you. They're not just like you know a, a damsel. They are also they are a monster. 
<laughs> they they're stronger than they look. Mm-hmm. They got they got the strength of a monster. Yeah. So um, they are of the class hybrid. Um, they try to live close to their prey near towns and villages. Um, some inhabit cities. Um, damn, I already forgot her name. There's one like Sama or something. Uh, the one that, in the like you can find in Novigrad. Nova, I believe. Novigrad. Yeah, I don't remember the name. <clears throat> um, they are immune to the Axie sign. Um, and are susceptible to hybrid oil and you know you might want to use quinn every now and again to avoid some of those really dangerous blows because mm-hmm. um, they hit like a truck um tactics that they use are seduction of course mm-hmm. um and when that doesn't work uh you they beat the shit out of you essentially <laughs> right, right, right right um <laughs> and uh the the loot that can be acquired is the succubus mutagen so not a whole lot of loot to get off of them. Yeah, I also I feel like especially in The Witcher Three, they weren't designed like the kinds of monsters that you come across all the time and that you would be mm-hmm. going hunting. They're they're very mm-hmm. specific. I believe there's two in total. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. not like the kind of thing. There's one in Novigrad and there's out. one in uh, Ardskellig. Mm-hmm. But so. if you do come to blows with one, then well, man, that's almost a bad pun, isn't it? Uh, then what should you do in combat? Mm-hmm. Um, to so with stand their blows uh so um you need to be very mindful of their uh their brute strength if you are unable to talk them down mm-hmm. um they are also accomplished spell slingers um, and command fire with a natural aptitude uh Ooh, chaos magic yee, yee. essentially yee. Yee. So basically yeah. yeah like oof okay um so simple flashes of fire that a succubus can call upon can disrupt any sword technique a witcher is capable of and there is no defense save for quinn or frantic rolls away from the flames mm-hmm. um so be yeah. careful they might interrupt your combo <laughs> right yeah okay yeah, watch out for the fire um relentlessness is key a succubus cannot be allowed to control a battle explosive bolts or ard can disrupt their spell weaving northern wind can freeze them in place a witcher will succeed in slaying a succubus if they can pin them down and unleash a flurry of strikes basically keep them from reacting and and you know don't give them time to do anything just hammer them relentlessly um in a in a combat sort of way Hey, it's up to you, honestly. At this I mean, point. it depends on if they, if you guys are getting along or not. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and that's that's about it. There's not a whole lot to defeating them. Um, you know, generally pretty. Just just be quick, act fast. It's all it really takes. Okay. Um, and then for another thing, there's actually a an a, an extra, not an extra, but another succubus. Um, present in uh, the house of glass graphic novel mm-hmm. um i've not i have not read this but uh her name is vara vingerberg okay um, so you know i'm curious if uh in that comic if there's any talking about yennefer because yeah that'd be interesting like oh yeah no she was my neighbor yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i remember her i remember yeah. her when she was um, a, a pig farmer yeah, uh, she is depicted as similar to Succubi from the game series, except that she lacks cloven hooves, and she also has wings hmm. and can look very much like a human. And she is only shown in her true form once in the comic. So she can use like 
like a disguise, like a just just, like disguising magic to where she can look like just a standard person. Right. I guess that tracks too. I mean, they're very powerful magical beings. Mm hmm. So, so and also hmm. the wings it's a it's an interesting addition there mm-hmm. um that could potentially be a problem if he had to fight her but um i don't believe yeah. he does yeah <clears throat> so we don't get any succubus in the mainline books then no not no, at all really don't yeah. it's uh, uh there's like again the books don't really have a lot of monsters in them mm-hmm. uh, like you know like there's a few but most of the ones that we see are not present and we get like the main ones that come to mind is uh you know like the kikimora that he like but he doesn't actually fight it he just has already fought it yeah um yeah the zoigo fight the brooks uh a gin yeah um, she doesn't really fight either it's more of like a right you know it's like uh, a, a plot device basically yeah yeah so like he doesn't encounter a whole lot of monsters and sometimes the ones he does are just like they tell us, Hey, he fought this monster and mm-hmm. like, he comes out successful. Right. Right. The book is much more interested in the story of the characters and Geralt's relationship with Siri and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So if you want suck, suck you by in your life, then go play the games. Cause you got more of them there than you're going to find anywhere else. All right, let's go take a break. We're going to thank our patrons and we'll be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. Here we are in the middle of the show. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, this is where we get to thank our patrons and no new patrons this week, but thank you to all 14 of our current patrons. And that includes Ben of Tamaria and Jared M, our higher vampires who get shout outs every week. Thank you so much for your, all of your support. We really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to check out the how you can help us help support us and also get a bunch of stuff like joining us for the end of the month patron episodes which uh the next one is coming up in two weeks on the 27th because it's a it's a short month um you can you can sign up on patreon.com slash witcher lorecast that you can also get ad free episodes you can get episodes a day early whole bunch of different other kinds of things like t-shirts and all sorts of fun stuff so go check that out and i will have the new shirts up probably later this week for you guys to check out on the patreon so another thing for those of you who are currently tier four will get new shirts if you stay signed up tier four or five and then tier three will get stickers of those of those uh designs and um it's you got plenty of time to sign up now to make sure you get all four of the four designs you get one every three months so Uh, Go check that out. And also, we don't have any new uh, reviews or ratings, or at least we can see the ratings, but we can't actually, there's no words tied to them. So we have no more reviews to read out. But thank you to everyone who drops us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else. And uh, we really do appreciate it. If you want to get your words on a future show, give us a five-star rating and we'll read it out. That's what we got for the middle of the show this week. Let's get back to Succubi. Here we go. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, Genesis is in chat and she's reminding us that uh, we could play a monster dating game this month because we just discussed that last time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to be part of a monster dating game sign up before the it's end of the gonna, month it's gonna be you good get in on that it's, it's gonna be very interesting it's gonna be fun times <laughs> uh and uh sans asks the question 
Does that mean she got a bit of Geralt's energy? The whole Geralt ends up with her at the end of the quest thing. And I would suppose some, but he also knows enough to not keep going back to the well. (laughs) I think, uh, I mean, generally speaking, I imagine it's kind of like a... a bit of a like he's yeah he's smart enough not to like continue with it um but it's also like he's way more resilient than just a standard mortal man mm-hmm. um yeah it doesn't affect so, him in the same way probably yeah he would he would probably like if i think i i assume that there's a succubus out there that's like whole whole design is to get like a witcher so she has like a feast right you know? yeah, I imagine it's probably like yeah. eating very plentifully and they last a lot longer so yeah yeah I, I would also imagine because they are kind of magical creatures that they probably have the ability to like turn it on or off in some regard like maybe it's just not an automatic thing that happens but maybe not we don't really know like this is not these we're going into the like maybe this you know speculation <laughs> part of yeah part of the the, hypotheticals hypotheticals yeah all right but let's talk about uh real world mythology because like many of these monsters these have some real world sources or at least inspiration in mythology and some other some other places where do we start yeah uh so uh today the word succubus conjures up voluptuous images uh, (laughs) of women with long wavy hair silky skin flawless curves uh tenderly they tend to be de- depicted wearing skimpy leather costumes, you know, to show off everything. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Toasty, words are hard. Words are hard. Oh. Words is hard. I should have done it to myself earlier. I'm, I messed up some too. Probably, so I'm just going to give it to both of us right there. Go on. Um, and they uh, don't try to hide the telltale signs of their demonic nature. Bat wings, barbed tails, curled horns, glowing eyes are all common among modern succubi. So in this description, we've got the wings that were mentioned from the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about tails, but tails show up. And I think horns. It, I don't think I'm trying to remember, but like it, since in The Witcher, they are like, I imagine it's like a goat tail, which yeah. aren't very like prominent. Right. Like, Not like a demon tail like you would think, but maybe oh, man, i have that i can't remember now we gotta look up pictures of uh succubi butts. and generally like i I've, i don't tend to fight the monsters that i don't have to fight um uh, yeah. yeah and like they usually in the cutscene, um they show them from like torso up so you don't really right. see a whole lot of like right the lower half i don't what i'm and saying they've got like long oh, no, goat, they do they've yeah. got like longer tails but with like the little yeah, goat, like a longer little goat fluffy tail. goat thing at the end yeah yeah so okay so but they don't mention the legs then we also have glowing eyes in this which yeah. is another feature i guess yeah so is this generally and like this actually makes me like think of like specifically um tieflings from like D mm-hmm. because like there are like there's there's some specific like they tell you they have like a list of like demonic features and so like and like you know horns wings tails right. uh like goat legs cloven hooves are things you can add to like tieflings it's yeah. like just generally stuff that is uh in line with like something of a demonic nature like right. demons have these aspects to them right so, and the reason why the witcher and dungeons and dragons and every all these other sources all go back to that same source is because th- these were descriptions that came from actual history where people would describe demonic beings in these ways Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, uh, 
These she-demons weren't always so glamorous. From the dawn of their legend, well through the medieval ages, succubi were considered hideous, deformed creatures. They were somewhat smaller than average people, and they stooped and crawled instead of walking upright. Their feet were like raptors, their faces like gargoyles, and their fingers tipped in ragged claws. Man, so they really got an upgrade as time went by. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... If- sex sells you know <laughs> they, they, they figured like, oh, out the, the marketing plan of how to, the, how to this, the sex more monster clients. we got to make them look pretty right you right. know so people that's what people want to see right um so uh as for personality um modern uh succubi uh tend to have intense charisma and seductive power to match their good looks they're clever and tantalize men with their words as much as their bodies they can be domineering and vengeful if they are slighted but they ultimately take pride in their ability to please and manipulate men Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the on the other hand um the older depictions uh had pretty nasty personalities they were sneaky controlling and malicious despite being sex crazed they had no interest in pleasing men Instead, they used sex for their own purposes to please themselves, to corrupt the pious. There's that little thing yeah. right there yeah. uh, to gain life force or even to have children. So this is another one of those creatures that the origins can be <clears throat> traced back to things like night terrors, because mm-hmm. back before there was any scientific understanding of what was going on with night terrors, people were you were kind of half waking up, but you still didn't have control of your movement but you could you had the sense that there was something sitting on your chest or manipulating you and it felt evil and scary and so that's why the older versions of the succubus have this kind of like intense scary malicious kind of quality because they were basically visions or or feelings that you would get in the midst of a night terror as opposed to the more modern depictions which have been kind of updated for the modern world and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing so it's interesting it's interesting but um we know that succubus are just like the female version right there's incubus too Mm -hmm. and i don't mean the band there's the band do you know the band incubus they're not that good somebody's gonna get mad at me it's like i know yeah i I know i can't think of any songs that i've heard though it's been a while like late 90s early 2000s anyway um okay yeah but but so there's incubus too right and so they're pretty similar but like the male version yes so uh the incubus is a male sex demon uh said to attack women in the night uh since demons cannot reproduce on their own the succubi and incubi work together to produce offspring um getting a tad bit graphic here but succubi collect semen from their trysts with men then pass the semen off to the incubi who use it to impregnate women (laughs) Wait, so they're just passing it around between humans Mm -hmm. but that's how they make more of them yes so it's like they corrupt the semen and then insert it and then now you give birth to a demon baby yes wow i'd never heard that that's weird and gross and cool all at the same time so uh when the child called a cambion is born it will have demonic characteristics thank to the touch of the succubus and incubus mm-hmm. okay. Uh, okay so uh while they have many similar similarities and a close working relationship um many think 
uh, that Succubi and Incubi are the same, the same creature. Oh, just, they just put on a different guise. They manipulate mm-hmm. the way they look. Yeah. And yeah. so, and they just uh, shift between male and female forms according mm-hmm. to whatever partners they are pursuing. Right. Right. <clears throat> Which would make sense. And in a more understandably modern context, what that partner would be find appealing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So. yeah. Okay. Uh, weird. I, yeah, never considered that either. Yeah. Uh, so there's actually a bit of a, like, Christian, well, there is many, many cultures that this uh, particular figure shows up in. Um, I mean, many might recognize her from like Christian, uh, yeah. So mythology basically um i, I want to say mythology but right. i guess somebody's but gonna get mad because they just call christian yeah but Chris, it's not it's not christianity itself like if you actually if you actually look at like the old testament and the new testament we're talking about lilith um mm-hmm. there's um, there's almost no reference at all uh this mm-hmm. is part of like even if you are a firm christian believer the concept of lilith is is on the fringe like this is definitely a more in the mythological range of it and mm-hmm. probably highly influenced by later uh hebrew writers and and, and people mm-hmm. like that and then it worked its way back into christianity um but you're you're noting here that uh lilith or a character like lilith shows up in many other cultures including mm-hmm. sumerian egyptian greek roman Ju- judaic and christian mythology so th- it's it's almost more like the the concept of Lilith is like a fundamental idea that mm-hmm. just got spread around the ancient world and then just yeah. pops up here and there. Yeah, and I think after we go over this, um, probably uh, talk about particularly why that is because there's probably a pretty strong contributing factor why Lilith is represented in so many different things. It's because she's <clears throat> real, right? And we can summon her right now if you repeat this with me. Ready, nope. everybody? <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Lilith first appeared in Sumerian culture as a goddess of fertility and witchcraft. Uh, later, the Assyrians and Babylonians associated her with dark demons. The Greeks gave Lilith, or they called her Lamia. Lamia, uh, like which you ex- see monsters that are Lamia in other in like mythology and other games and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, an extensive backstory. She was a beautiful woman who Hera transformed into a monster after her beauty attracted Zeus's roving, roving eye <laughs> In her new monstrous form. Lamia roamed the world, seducing men and eating babies, eating babies. Everybody needs to <clears throat> eat a baby. Wait, yep. no, that's not true. Um, yeah. So this is one note here. If the foundation of the of this character archetype is from Sumerian, then it makes sense that the Assyrians and the Babylonians, who were like neighboring cultures, would have seen her as more demonic because that's what you did in the ancient world. You had your God and everyone else's gods. It's not that they didn't exist. It's that they were wrong. Mm. Our God's the best one. Your God sucks. So your God has these negative qualities. You think yours is the God of uh, fertility? Or fertility, fertility, fertility. Words. I'm gonna hit the words is hard button again. Here we go. Uh, yeah, for fertility. No, ours is, and so yours has all these other terrible qualities, and that ours doesn't. And basically, that's the they would compete with each other. Like there's stories in the Bible of like we'll stand on the hill and summon your god, and I'll summon my god, and they'll mm-hmm. fight or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, so, and moving on to the. Uh, judeo-christian mythology um 
they described her as Adam's first wife created at the same time as him. Unlike Eve, Lilith was no meek partner. She refused to honor Adam as her leader. Instead, she went off exploring on her own and discovered the Red Sea where hordes of demons lived. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rebellious woman, and that's a key term right there, rebellious, rebellious woman, woman yes. uh, found that she liked the demons more than Adam, so she mated with them and began bearing Lilum at the rate of more than a hundred per day. That's a lot. That's a lot of babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, these Lilum went out into the world as demons, some of them as sexy and independent as their mother. And these became the succubi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Um, so do you know why there's like, so, okay, two things. The concept of uh, Adam's first wife is not in the Bible. Uh, secondly, the idea that ancient people, ancient men would make up stories or add stories or whatever, including stories in the Bible that are against rebellious women is very common. Because mm -hmm. these old these old old guys wanted to control women because the patriarchy and all of that. And so if they put it in their holy book, then it was a lot easier to tell women what to do and point at a thing and say, well, yeah. look, you're supposed to do what I say. Be a good wife like Eve was and whatever. Um, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. This is specifically what it uh, like, like the sentence. She refused to honor Adam as her leader, as her leader. leader. They were not partners in cooperating. No. Yeah. No, he was yeah. the master she was beneath him right that, that was the uh, the concept so you know yep as, as like i said that was the key on the rebellious woman part mm -hmm. uh that was the key to the whole thing so what about um, other so, cultures outside of like these middle eastern based uh ones? so there's many others probably not even all of which are included here but um india has the yakshini or Yakshini, mm -hmm. um, okay. however that's pronounced. Uh, Arabia has the Karina. Karinha? Karinha? Karinha, maybe. Something, yeah. Uh, Native Americans have the Deer Woman, um, which mm. specifically sounds like it probably would uh, line up with the depiction that we see. Um, and then China has the Mogwai. Um, Wait, like mogwai yeah, i was thinking I was like saying gremlin, gremlin. yeah that was like wait what <laughs> yeah no that's the word I, they probably used that for the movie because they were like oh that's mm -hmm. cool it's a cool word it's you know a place far away from eastern you know the eastern stuff is far away from western culture um but that's i don't ever i don't think of poor little gizmo as a succubus I yeah i didn't either but i was just like I was it's like, a weird a minute <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so uh, getting back to uh what we said like at the very beginning um the word succubus first appears in uh medieval english um it does take root with with latin to lie to lie down or to lie beneath um mm -hmm. which i think specifically it said that uh it was in terms of like the position of a woman to a man in bed yeah uh, to yeah. lie beneath I have, <laughs> a like, I have a feeling that's another one of those references yeah yep yeah. um by the late 15th century, these she-demons were well-known and often discussed by theolo theologians. Theologians. I was there like, you go. Theologians. <laughs> theologians. Yeah, I was like... Are we going to get a third word? Oh, third words is hard. Three of them in this episode. Oh, dear. Is that any record? Probably. It might be. Um, 
who tried to explain their origin, their ability to reproduce, etc. Uh, later, succubi popped up in witch hunts. Women who tried to seduce men were accused of being succubi in disguise, while women who became pregnant outside of wedlock were accused of consorting with incubi. Which is super convenient because it doesn't put any of the men who were actually consorting with them at risk of being in trouble. Because mm-hmm. if you can just blame yeah. it on the fictional creature that's out there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, again, again, this all goes back to trying to control those, those crazy women, men just mm-hmm. trying to control people. Yep. Uh, during the Renaissance and romantic period, interested interest in grotesque subversive female demons declined instead artists shifted their attention to greece's lamia who was both beautiful and unfairly cursed it so it's a more until- tragic figure that's better to paint for like like murals yeah. and all sorts or of crazy stuff more yeah. endearing like oh you yeah. know let's see it wasn't fair well you know someone the i guess uh right not that you can just purely hate more of a because i mean they like romanticize this stuff trying to make it more like endearing for people um it wasn't until the rise of gothic literature that succubi began to reclaim the spotlight but were still changed from their original form being more beautiful and intelligent mm, interesting yeah there's a lot here that like ties into just the just the bare nature of humanity over the years right this whole idea of like a woman who could make decisions on her own and be sexually free is a terrifying thing to a bunch of men who are trying to maintain control over society Mm -hmm. and and they're they're like and also don't get blamed when they do things bad like in the ancient world if if a a woman was pregnant out of wedlock she was the one that suffered it wasn't the man um like in in biblical times like that i mean that was the nature of it and in some places today, that still is the nature. It's like the guy won't get in trouble. Like it takes two two to tango, but it's yeah, the woman who gets in trouble. Women were always perceived as like, you know, you should control yourself. Like, you know, you should control these, the, you know, this, this taint or these whatever. Urges. You and are like, tempting men. All if of a that. man, if a man did something like that, it was the woman's fault because she right. tempted him. It was, right. it was her who caused him to slip from the righteous path or right. whatever. Right. And on top of that, Bullshit. in the ancient world, women were also considered property. And mm-hmm. so the property needed to just like, you know, if you're shipping food to the local market, you want to make sure that the food isn't spoiled. Well, if you, have a daughter you can't marry her off if she's quote spoiled Mm -hmm. so uh, like the whole thing just compounds on itself and ends up just terrible for women unfortunately um but that's you know that's why progress is generally a good thing and hopefully we're moving to more and more you know fair society Mm -hmm. where people are treated correctly but mostly but there's still there's still people that think like this these days yeah, which is yeah. honestly really sad <laughs> yeah it really is um well that's so that's a succubus and a little bit about incubus as well so kind of a double mm-hmm. a double yeah. be, uh, <laughs> i was gonna say bestiality episode no. that's a different thing no. it's different that's thing. a very different thing different thing very different thing mm-hmm. It's not what we're doing here today. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, words have been extra hard today, but thank you everybody for listening and for being here. And uh, Toasty, you got anything else you going on you want to share? 
Um, yeah, if uh, you're interested in cyberpunk, cyberpunk world and lore, uh, I do the cyberpunk podcast or cyberpunk lore cast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, with with Genesis, uh, who's been talking in chat today, or usually does. Um, uh, and then I also do uh, the Cyberpunk Red actual play podcast, Cyberpunked, Cyberpunk apostrophe D with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. Nice. Go check those out. You can wherever you're listening to this, you can look that up. You just pull up the search and look those up. Or if you're looking for other links and other shows and some of my shows, then robotsradio.net is the place to go check all that stuff out. And uh, just a reminder, two weeks from now, we'll be having a monster dating game with our patrons. So if you'd like to join us, there's still plenty of time to sign up and we'd love to have you as part of the show. And we record those. We record these in the like late afternoon we record those at nine o'clock eastern uh what is that six o'clock pacific so it's a little bit later in the day um so it makes it easier for our patrons who typically have to get home from work and all of that kind of stuff so um but yeah come join us and hang out on the discord we'd love to chat with you guys and and thanks for being here but uh we'll be back with another episode next week and do you have an idea where we're going toasty any thoughts on this one no, not yet. Not, not settled yet. <laughs> we'll figure something out. But uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe out there and... Stay safe on the path. That's That was your line. I messed it up. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.